Hi, I'm Jennifer Mulchandani. And I'm Heather Michaelgard. Welcome to The M Word, where we have uncensored conversations on all things marketing. Due to COVID, we are not recording in the studio and apologize for any poor audio or technical glitches. As soon as it is safe, we will have our guests with us in the studio. Until then, stay healthy and wear a mask. Hello and welcome to The M Word. My name is Jennifer Mulchandani. And I'm Heather Michaelgard. And today's guest is Chris Rudolph. Chris is a husband, father of three, and a business coach for digital agency owners called Freedom Business Family. Originally from Madison, Wisconsin, Chris and his family now live, work, and volunteer in Baja, Mexico, just south of the San Diego border. He helps digital agency owners grow their income, build a team, and spend more time with their family. Welcome, Chris. We are so happy to have you on the podcast today. Hey, Jennifer and Heather. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. Terrific. Glad you can join us. Why don't you open, Chris, by helping us set the stage and tell us a little bit about your business and your role in that business as it relates to marketing? Yeah, I'd be glad to. So I help digital agency owners really grow their business, but also spend more time with their family. So you think uh, there's a variety of different types of agencies out there that might specialize in Facebook advertising or social media or website optimization or SEO. I'm really helping them organize and position and their business and their life as well. So I get a chance to really influence the marketing space by doing that. Chris, you mentioned that you love marketing. What do you love about it? I I just think the impact that marketing can have on any business, whether you have a product or service or even a nonprofit, it can literally change the scope of what you're doing because it's all, I really, I see marketing as making new connections and building trust with existing connections that really lead to action. And that could be more sales, better retention. It could be more donors, whatever that may be. That's just It's just a way that you can really build trust and it can either make or break any company or organization. So it's just really powerful and it's all about relationships. So that's what I, I love about marketing. I know it gets a bad rap sometimes or it can, can be like a equivalent of a four letter word, but I really, when you really look at the gist of what it is, it's just really powerful. So let's look at first your business. How do you market your business and how do you find these agencies so that you can help them better market their business? Yeah, I found that I I really stick with my strengths and that is teaching. If I can get before my target audience and teach, whether that's an in-person presentation or keynote or an online webinar, or even have like teachable moments on a show or that type of podcast, that's really, it fits my strength. I found that there's so many platforms, so many things you can do in marketing. It's overwhelming at times. And and you're bombarded a lot of times with people who are experts in all these areas telling them, you're like, this is the way, this is the way. And it's really easy to chase, you know, shiny objects. But I found when it's outside and when it doesn't really mirror what I'm, I'm really good at and, and comfortable with, it just doesn't go well. That's what I found personally helps me, but I feel any business to get to think of what are their strengths. I like how you frame that because we talk about this all the time is it's about being authentic, right? You are, you're marketing in a way that is your strength as opposed to A, B, and C, which you've heard 
is how you're supposed to be marketing. But if you could back up and so to teach people, if that's your method of really selling your value proposition, how do you get those folks in the door even to hear what you have to say? What tactics and approaches to marketing work specifically for you to, to even get that audience to those teachable moments? Yeah, I remember I remember hearing this come out of the mouth of one of my friends who's a, a presenter in digital marketing and he actually, his background was actually, he was in a band and that's where he like learned like marketing principles that like later have taken him to where he is now. He's like an international speaker on marketing. And he talks about when you start out, don't try to just build and rely on your own audience, go to where your audience already is and be helpful. So that's been, I know for when I think of marketing my own business, I want to go to who are people that have a trusted community or tribe of the people that I want to get behind and how can I be a part of that community or be helpful to that founder or figurehead. And if if they have a community, can I do a presentation for them or a webinar or on their show and just be helpful. And I just found that's worked the best for me. And you can eventually build, I, I call it your own real estate, you know, where you have your own audience, but especially when you're starting out or you're launching a new product or service where you're addressing a new audience it's a lot quicker to go where your audience is and and uh, where they already have a trusted relationship with someone else and just be helpful and valuable and provide great content. Chris, you've been doing this for quite a while. How has your approach evolved over the years? Yeah, I think it, it, there are, like I said earlier, there's so many options out there and there's a lot of resources on so many things you can learn and ways that you can learn. I just found that if I could learn how to do Google ads and I could spend all this time and get really good at that, but it really sucks the life out of me personally. I might work really hard and become average at it, but what I found is try not to add more things to the plate, just identify what is the best fit and get really good at that. You probably hear that saying of don't put all your eggs in one basket. I think personally, whether you you own the business or you're in a marketing position, whatever your basket is, know that basket very well inside and out. Just without the speed of especially how digital is changing, it's hard to to be a generalist and be good at everything. Now you can be a part of a team where there's an individual that specializes in one area, you specialize in another that can be helpful, but really know your basket and really know it inside and out. And I think if if I've learned anything over the last even seven years is say no to a lot of things to say yes to the the things that are going to matter. So I'm curious, Chris, like with knowing your strengths, knowing your basket, how do you, as a business owner, develop your own marketing strategy? Are you really just rolling with it at this point, or do you have a process or a a way that you do your planning or strategy? Yeah, I was, I remember, I don't know how many years ago this was, but I I heard a Clay Collins, who's the founder of Lee Pages. I heard him speak and he said something that I've really taken and run and I use with my, my own business, my clients. And it's just a, a way to simplify it. There's people that can write 32 page marketing strategy pieces. I'm not that person. I just I need it to be really simple. This is something that is like a, a marketing engine. I call it the agency engine for, for my clients, but think about delivering one result. So what is that one result that your product or service is going to deliver? And it's driven by one offer. So one, one option of, of a product or service that you're going to, to do for one particular niche. And then when you're going for one niche, it's, it just makes it easier to find those people and, and be helpful. Using one conversion event, so that type of an event that people will you know, be, go from curious to getting serious about you. So it could be 
It could be a webinar, it could be a, a video, it could be a product page if you have a product. It could be an audit. I know for agencies that I work with, a lot of have had really good experiences with audits. Then you want to supply that conversion event with one traffic source. So what is that kind of that one basket? You think of all the platforms or all the ways that you can really have a traffic source. What is that one that's really going to make the difference and just master that and, and do that for over one year? One result, one offer, one conversion event, one traffic source, one year. Laser focus. That's the fastest way that I've seen to really multiply a business, including my own. And I found that over the seven years that anytime myself or others really violate that one rule, they start to market to two audiences or they start to grow two products. You can still get there, but it's going to take about double the time to get there. So it's that laser focus in a season of history where there's just unlimited options and they all look good. So if we can be focused, I don't even have to be the best marketer or the best technician at a, at a certain platform or topic. But if I'm laser focused over the course of time, I'm going to learn that and, and get better at it. I think that's really good advice. I also think that sometimes people get scared. If I just focus on this one audience, who am I missing? And am I not going to get enough money or have enough opportunity? But it reminds me of the book, The One Thing. Like you can't yes, chase two rabbits. one of my rabbits. favorite books. It's a great yes. book. Chris, I want to just pivot a little to talking about spending money for marketing. Where do you put your marketing dollars? Because like you said, there's so many baskets you could put it in. Is there one place that you've found to be the most effective? Yeah. And I'll say this is for me personally, I know a lot of other people resonate with this. It's really hard to write that check for whatever it is. This is my third business. I've, I've sold off a couple of businesses and they've all been bootstrapped. So you still, you still care bootstrap mentality and kind of it's cheap and it's a risk. So I'm not the burn the ships entrepreneur. I like to mitigate risk. I've really found that for me, it's actually investing in live events and in, in relationships. That has been the best thing to me. So if it's with my current clients for retention. How can I spend money to either see them or gifts or thoughtful touches for them going to conferences? I believe that's where we met Heather, like a social media marketing world. Probably one of the my best things for, for building business is running like workshops at conferences. And so they, it costs money to, you know, rent out facilities to do a little paid advertising or setting up a, a great food spread or having gifts to take along. So that's where I have, when I spend money, I want to see a return. So I've quickly found out don't run like Facebook ads or LinkedIn ads yourself. I want to invest that in people and know what they're doing and have a pulse on those traffic sources and, and not leave it up to me if I'm not in that every day. That's a, a great lead into my next question, which is, are there things that you've tried in your business that just haven't worked and maybe they surprised you? Yeah. Running my own Facebook ads, <laughs> like... Those are just really expensive experiments, at least for me, just because going from a novice in previous businesses that I had, like billboards or like things that really quantify or measure the results have always been a disaster. Because even if they did work, it's hard to really tell if they did. So those are the two that, that come to mind as the ones that didn't go well. And I realized when you try something and it doesn't work, it makes you gun shy to, to do the next thing. So I like to surround myself with smarter people than me. 
and the people that have experience doing those type of things. And it's almost like having a money manager for your investment. Marketing is an investment. So you want to have an advisor, somebody who's going to help you manage your money that is in this every single day and can maximize that return. Chris, how did your marketing or your processes change during COVID and the last 12 months of this pandemic? This is such an interesting time. Also, the type of clients I work with are digital agency owners. So it was very extreme. Either nearly your entire client roster went on pause or went out of business, or it was complete boomtown where it was like struggling to handle all, all the business. It was very polar. What I found is early on that I couldn't sell the yacht when I'm approaching someone who their business is, is, is struggling or there's a lot of doubt and fear. You have to position what I call a life raft offer. So something that when it's stressful or their back's against the wall, you got to have something that's going to get them a win quickly. That's a big thing. And I echo this to my, my clients as well. How can you get an ROI in 30 to 90 days with your service? They're going to have some insurance that their investment is going to pay off. There's less room for error or less of a runway during uncertain times. So that's a, a big adjustment I made. And it actually came out of my mouth for my clients. And then I started to take my own insight is having a, a performance-based package. Having maybe instead of a, a large retainer, a smaller retainer, but then a bump on a percent of performance. So if you help increase revenue or sales or something like that. So actually I use that within my own business and it can remove some of the risk. And I was incentivized to really help my clients grow. But then it became a win-win. How do you find those win-win opportunities in disruption when it's harder to invest when you're under stress or there's a lot of uncertainty? So I think you have to really adjust your approach and I think also changing the story or the picture that you're projecting based on, yeah, I always think I'm always on like a customer centered approach of what's going on in their head. What are some of their aspirations or their fears or their frustrations? That's where, when I think about building a program or a piece of content, that's where you need to start. And when you have events like COVID happen, that changes how people are thinking and what they're, how they're acting, their behavior. That's really the approach I took. I think that's fascinating because really marketing is about making that connection and it's understanding the customer and it's having mm -hmm. to take in this whole new layer of think that are, if you're selling, whether it's to a business customer or an end consumer, that their mindset and their decision-making has changed. So that's really great insight. But you did say something that I want to take to the next level, as you said, finding win-win with your clients through your marketing, which win-win to me always brings up the idea of cause marketing or, or leveraging community involvement to help your brand grow. So I'd be curious if you can share anything done over your business cycle to incorporate community giving or philanthropy or other cause marketing. Yeah, that, that's a great question. I probably haven't done this as well as I should. And uh, I have run a, a webinar that wasn't a super high price, but it went to a charitable cause and it worked really well. I think actually that would be a great idea to involved in the ministry work that my wife and I volunteer for and our family serves in to incorporate that into marketing. So I I actually didn't think of that, uh, that specific idea until you asked that, but I haven't really done as much cause marketing, so I probably should have, but that's a good reminder to think more like that. 
Chris, who do you look up to or follow? You work with so many marketing agencies. You've gone to many live events. Is there one or two professionals that stand out in your mind that you learn from and then can promote in your teachings? Yeah, I I think if I've done anything right in my career as an entrepreneur, it's learning and continual improvement. And I I didn't start with the silver spoon or a lot of natural talent, but I think I was really encouraged to start learning from other people, whether that's book and podcasts and, and courses and in training programs. I've been a heavy investor in that. There's so many. I can think of some books come to mind right away, the ones that have really impacted me. I think the one you mentioned before, The, the One Thing by Gary Keller, is a, a great resource in what are you focusing on? You can apply that to if you're thinking of marketing uh, for a client or uh, marketing for a customer. And that's a really good one. Uh, I think as far as people in marketing that I really admire, Andy Crestadina, who does a lot of work with Google Analytics and content. He's coined this term the chief revenue officer. He's not only a good friend, but he's just super smart. And I'm probably not even good at those type of skills, but I always learn something really data-driven. I think that is is someone who I've learned a lot from. I actually learned a lot from my clients who are like experts in their own. Andrew and Gracie Foxwell, who are experts in Facebook and, and Instagram advertising. I learned a lot from them. A client of mine, Tracy Matney, is just amazing on video sales and making it personal. And I don't just naturally do that. So I learned a lot from her. Life Habits, the book Atomic Habits, has been super influential to me. And probably my favorite book is The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. So you think, what does that have to do with marketing or how I do my job or anything like that? I think it has everything to do with it. Anything that I've done that's been out of React is probably the things that have been the biggest disaster. Those are some of the the resources and people that I really look up to and have really influenced me. That's great. Thank you for sharing all of those resources. And you started off earlier in our conversation talking about you're always learning and then you like to teach as part of your method of recruiting people to your own business. So based on all your new learning, your continuous learning, is there anything new that you are planning to implement or try, uh, whether marketing or otherwise in your business? in the coming year? Yeah. And this is something that I had in the works prior to COVID, but I had to hiatus, but was to do three times a year, uh, all day mastermind in one place with a small group of people where we work on your businesses and set goals for the next 120 days. And the whole travel thing (laughs) was put on pause. But if anything that I've learned is when we've been isolated for so long, is how hungry for connection in person real life connection, how important that is. And I really want to do that as far as offering a service. And I want to do that in marketing too. So like once like conferences open up and live events, I want to be out there doing that because I think people are hungry for in-person. 100%. I think a conference sounds so amazing right now. (laughs) It would be great. Chris, if you could go back to the first day, the first week that you started your business and tell yourself one piece of, of advice, what would it be? That's a great question. Don't do it alone. Don't try to figure everything out alone. Surround yourself with people who have made a lot of mistakes. They've learned some things and just get really good at asking questions of those people. I I haven't met someone who has rose to a really high level of mastery in their field that hasn't been helped by other people. And it's amazing how open they are to really share 
what they've done well, what they haven't done well, things to avoid, best practices. And we live in an age where you can reach out to someone on Twitter and have a conversation. Yeah, just don't do it alone and really learn from people that have gone before you. And I think that just really, that jumps the curve. Like, you don't have to make all the same mistakes or just figure it out completely in trial and error. I think that's so great. And I know for me, a philosophy is that uh, rising tide lifts all boats. And this idea of building a community for yourself and seeking help, there's enough for all of us. And I think you're right. The successful businesses, and and I'm speaking, looking at those who market really well, they, they aren't trying to be in a lane all by themselves. You can be unique and have your own value proposition, but still lean on a community. And that's such good advice. Yeah, that's like a big thing of, oh, are are they competition or do I want to be collaborating? I'm like all for open collaboration. You don't want to show your vulnerability. If I ask a Uh, question, then that's going to prove that maybe I don't uh, know everything. (laughs) This has been so much fun, Chris. Why don't you please tell our listeners where they can go for more of you and your business? And we'll obviously put links and whatnot in the show notes. Yeah, you can check me out on uh, my website, freedombusinessfamily.com. And uh, on social, probably the the best way to connect with me is on LinkedIn. So if you just search Chris Rudolph, I'd be glad to connect with you and see if there's ways that we can help one another. One of my favorite things to do is to be a connector and and help other people. So I just, I love to do that. I would do that. If, If I could work for free and just connect people all day, I would totally do that. Yeah, I love that. Thank you again, Chris, for for joining our conversation and sharing your experiences with us. It's been a lot of fun. And thank you for listening. And we'll see you soon. Hi, Chris. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll come back. Subscribe to The M Word wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more uncensored conversations, visit the M Word page at arlingtonstrategy.com.